0: Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: It is the five o'clock hour on Bob Bernie Live. Five o'clock in Columbus, Ohio, five o'clock in Tampa, Florida. And we are broadcasting in both locations today. I am hosting my program, Bob Live, in Columbus on AM 880 and 104.5 FM, but we are also broadcasting on Faith Talk, 577, 60 and 910 AM, all over the Tampa area as I sit in for my friend Bill Bunkley, who uh, just went through a successful heart surgery, just well, just this afternoon, uh, he went into surgery to have a stent or stents put into uh take care of some blockages in his heart. And I have heard that he came through the surgery. He is doing well. The surgery was a success. And uh, I think all of us can rejoice. And now we will pray for his very speedy recovery without any kind of complications. Bill is a dear friend, great man of God, great talk show host, and it's always an honor uh, when I can sit in for him occasionally. So anyway, uh, those of you in Tampa especially, I know you'll be praying for Bill, but my listeners here in Ohio, I know that they will be praying for Bill as well, and he should be good to go And uh, back on the air very soon, and that's good news for everyone. Uh, My telephone number, whether it's in Ohio or Florida, is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. And as I've said before, I love hearing from our listeners. Well, I have debated all day long whether I'm even going to get into this story because, well, it's controversial. And uh, believe it or not, it's one of the more controversial topics that I deal with on this program because, uh, knowing my audience, I am a Bible loving, Jesus following, conservative Christian. All right, make no bones about that. And I am biased. I hope I'm balanced. But I am biased. I am not a news reporter. I'm a talk show host. I'm much more of a commentator than I am a news reporter. We deal with uh, uh, current events from a biblical point of view, but I am biased towards a biblical worldview. And I don't hide that. And because of that, most, certainly not all, and I am grateful for the people in my audience who disagree with me and do not have a conservative biblical worldview. I am so grateful that God brings to my audience people who don't agree with me, and I love to hear from them, by the way. But most of the people in my audience agree with me on, I don't know, probably 90% of the things that we talk about, things that we discuss. This is one area... Well, there's a lot of disagreement. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, there wouldn't have been any disagreement at all. But things have changed. And what am I talking about? The consumption of booze. Alcohol. Yeah. Now, for those of you in Florida, you have no idea what my position is. Uh, My listeners here in Ohio... I think they probably pretty well know I am a teetotaler. It's not that I'm proud of that. It's just I'm not ashamed of it. I don't drink any alcohol. Well, occasionally I swallow a little bit of mouthwash if you promise not to tell anybody. I'm kidding. Uh, and I have many, many, many reasons for it. And I've been over them. Uh, and as I said, my position as a non-social drinker was the absolute, overwhelmingly usual response of evangelical Christians 30 years ago, especially 40 years ago. If you were a Bible-believing Christian, you didn't drink. That's just the way it was. That has changed. And my goodness, it has changed dramatically. Now, today's social drinking is acceptable by many, if not most, evangelical Christians. Now, everybody's against getting drunk, okay? Everybody, I, I don't believe in getting drunk, but I, I don't You know, a little bit of beer here, a little bit of wine here. That is the common position, and it's completely different than it was a few years ago. Uh, and occasionally I bring it up, And 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 by the way, I want to quickly say this, and I mean it. I try very hard not to judge those who don't agree with me. I try very hard not to judge those who disagree with me. And I certainly am not going to judge your spirituality. I am more spiritual than you are because I never drink. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. That's not me. So I'm going to present this article to you. And because it's controversial, almost without commentary. All right? This is from a completely secular source. Best of life online. Uh, for years it was like a men's health source. Uh, it's a health source. Uh, it's not Christian. I don't I don't think it's even conservative. But here is the headline. New study says your nightly glass of wine may not be good for you after all. If your evening routine includes a nightly glass of wine, it might be time to think twice about your nightcap. Increasingly, research now suggests that any amount of alcohol consumption can harm your health, causing increased incidence of cancer, Heart disease and more. Now, the reason it deals with that is for several years now we have been told a little bit of wine every day is really good for you, particularly if, if it's red wine. It's good for your heart. It 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 uh, uh, prohibits prevents heart disease. Yeah, well, evidently, that research is now ha- has been put into serious question. It goes on, though the dangers of excessive drinking are well known, some studies are now highlighting the dangers of even moderate alcohol intake. Read on to learn why even one glass of wine could actually be a serious health hazard. And then let's skip a couple paragraphs. Experts say that alcohol can trigger serious health conditions by damaging DNA and causing oxidative stress, which prevents our cells from healing. Ultimately, the toll is high. The study authors wrote that one in eight deaths among adults aged 20 to 64 years were attributable to excessive alcohol use. Uh, Let me skip a little. Uh, Put another way. The increase in absolute cancer risk for those who drink one bottle of wine per week was equal to smoking five cigarettes per week for men and ten cigarettes per week for women. Of course, if you drink more than the equivalent of one 750-milliliter bottle of wine per week, your risk can increase significantly. And then it goes on to the Centers for Disease Control recommends that women severely limit their alcohol intake, etc., etc., etc. Since the 1970s, the practice of drinking wine in moderation has enjoyed a reputation of being heart healthy. However, scientists now say that the association between wine and heart health is one of correlation not causation. Then it goes into a big, long thing from Vanderbilt University, a study reported in the New York Times, etc. Uh Alcohol itself appears now to provide no additional protection. In other words, it says because of this study at, um, what did I say? Vanderbilt University. What they used to say about wine being good for you, they no longer believe. And let me read this, and then we'll go to the break. As research rolls in, it seems to suggest that from a health perspective, the optimal number of weekly drinks is zero. However, if the thought of quitting drinking entirely seems too daunting, cutting down can also provide incremental benefits and may be a more sustainable switch for some people i pass that along as public service the early studies that said drinking a little bit of wine is good for your heart the latest research says eh uh-uh, nope not true even small amounts can be harmful to most people's health hey don't shoot the messenger I'm just I'm just passing it along
0: Today's news God's word and your thoughts This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: Have you have you noticed how some people just kind of live to protest and demonstrate? You find them on the right, you find them on the left, you you find them all they just kind of live to protest and to demonstrate. I don't understand that. There are times to demonstrate, there are times to protest, but I just can't conceive of this being a life goal. Where can I protest tomorrow? Where can I demonstrate? We, uh, <laughs> here in Columbus, Ohio, this has been several years ago, um, a group of Christian activists, these were Christians, conservative Christian activists. It was a large group of predominantly men activists, uh they, it, uh, and I don't remember the the reason, the cause, and, and I don't think they really knew what the cause was. But anyway, uh, they were going to go down to City Hall here in Columbus, and they were going to burn a Koran. They were protesting Islam, Muslims infiltrating, or, or whatever. And uh, they were going to burn a Koran. And one of the members of the group asked, called me, and said, "Hey, you're you're on the radio, and and you know you should be involved in this. Why don't you come down and protest with us? We're gonna go down on and again, I don't remember all the details because it's been a long time ago. Uh, We're gonna go on the, the steps of City Hall and we're gonna burn a Koran." And I said, "What will that accomplish? Well, we're protesting." I said, okay, what are you protesting? Well, we're protesting uh, the Islam- Islamization of Islamization. Anyway, The uh, <laughs> uh, we're protesting. And I said, what do you hope to accomplish? And this poor guy honestly couldn't tell me. Well, anyway, it was a circus, and I really mean a circus. Uh, they went down, had a Koran and a trash can or something. They were going to light it on fire. The police showed up. And uh, the police said, do you have a burn permit? And they said, well, no. We're, Then we're, they said, well, you're going to burn something. And you're out in public. You have to have a burn permit. And they said, well, we don't need a burn permit. This is America, and we believe in freedom of speech. And expression, the police said, well, you can't burn anything unless you have a burn permit. And to make a long story short, They started running, and the police chased them all over downtown Columbus. It was a clown show. And I thought, what in the world are you doing? And I don't recall whether they ever burned the Koran or not. But I remember thinking, what would those very same people say if a bunch of Muslims decided to burn a Bible? Oh, my goodness, they would have a fit. They would have a hissy fit. Anyway, there are just some people who kind of live to protest. This horrible thing that happened in Memphis, um, the beating death of Tyree Nichols. I, I, I have not watched all the video. I have watched enough I couldn't stomach it, to be really honest. The beating death of this young black man. I watched enough to realize there was no excuse for the police. None. Zero. Listen, I am a strong supporter of law enforcement. Strong supporter. And I understand that they're under enormous stress. And I realize... They have to be tough on crime. They never know when somebody's going to pull a gun on them. They never know when somebody's going to become violent with them. And I realize that when they're dealing with really, really tough people, they they've got to be tough. But there was no excuse for what happened, and rightfully so, all of the police officers were fired. Uh, I'm hearing today that more have been dismissed, other than just the five. And the five have been charged with second-degree murder. And it looks, from the video that I saw, it looks like that's justified. Terrible thing. But all across America, there were protests. We have here in Columbus. Now, in Columbus, we have a black police chief a black deputy police chief. We have strong black leadership on city council. The majority of our city council are black. The uh, The uh, head of our school district, who is leaving, by the way, um, is black. And th- the only thing I'm saying is the black community here in Columbus, Ohio, I have no idea about Tampa, Florida, is well-represented. And yet we had protests here in Columbus, Ohio, about police. Um, and I just issue a plea. There are times and places to protest and it's part of the fabric of America it really is. But when those protests become violent, when those protests accomplish nothing but bring attention to the protesters and not the problem. And I think that was my biggest thing with the protests this past weekend is they, they really didn't draw attention to the problem, and they certainly didn't help the family of Tyree Nichols but they drew enormous attention to the protesters and whether they're right or left conservative or liberal that should never be the intent of demonstrations and protests but sadly often
0: it is